I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. What is up? It is the High Tech Podcast back for another week. You are listening to me, Josh, one of the hosts, joined by my other host, Will, me, Illingworth, hey, this guy. Look at that. Another guy. There's two of us. We are here <laughs> for another week of EdTech fun and high tech hijinks. Uh, this is an interesting week for us. Uh, if you're listening to this intro, you're either listening to it for the first time or you heard it last week. Or the week before. That is because Will and I were at what uh, it's, uh, you know, I call it Fetsy. There's some debate about this. Uh, Will, There's no uh, debate. Will, I mean, you know, I it's it's kind of like, I, I would just like to point out that it, it's kind of like when the guy who made GIF said it was GIF. Okay. I don't, I don't know. You All know. right. But anyway. Because I agree uh, with you there. It's called a GIF. It's not a GIF. But anyways. Yeah, I knew I would get your heartstrings on that one. Um, we went to FETC, uh, which is a great ed tech conference. Will and I were there for three, four, three days, three, four days. A lot of time. Uh, it felt like forever. Days. Yeah, exactly. It felt like forever. Uh, but forever of fun. It was fantastic. We got to meet uh, a bunch of new people. We got to connect with some friends of the podcast who have been on before. And so we are going to be doing three full episodes of content here. And this is our intro for each of those episodes. So if you heard this last week, sorry. Skip it. Yeah, skip it. Yeah, that's here, what, here's that's what here's your note for. for the next two weeks. Just skip this portion. Skip it's going to be two to three minutes. Yeah, just skip the first couple minutes. It's fine, okay? Uh, but we are going to be on a great journey. We get to talk to a lot of different people, um, and we're going to be splicing that in over these next three episodes. So you will get to hear from people from tools like Class VR, and you will hear from tools like Shoelace. If you don't know what Shoelace is, good, you're going to find out in one of these episodes. Which it's one not just the be? thing you tie your shoes with. Yeah, exactly. It's got some more. We got to hear from Renee again while we were at the conference, uh, who has been on the podcast before, and we got to hear a whole bunch of other fun, fun people. So it's a it's a cool, 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 cool experience. If I do say so myself. Will any other words you want to leave with our listeners? Uh, at least three times, folks. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> we put in. 30,000, 40,000 steps worth of effort into this this conference and recording. So we hope this is fun. We hope this is informative. And please do share this content. Definitely come out to FETC 2025. You're going to hear at the very end of these three episodes a really good reason why. So we appreciate you coming along for the journey. More importantly than that, what's new is we've now added in, as of today, access to 360cities.net content. So hundreds of thousands of high quality 360 images that are professionally shot are now available for you to come in and let's say, search for Arizona. And we're also recording for so. <laughs> Also, we're not even in angle. Cut this. Hey, right. that's good. All right, we're back. 
I was gonna say two, and then I said we're back, and I did this. It was like a piece. <laughs> nice try. I was, I was trying it. It's late in the day. Yeah, it's late in the day. Not coffee. Um, we'll, our best attempt. Will and I are a little tired. Uh, we have not had any biters yet. Will and I are not really good at fishing. I'm finding. This is Will and Josh, the High Tech Podcast at the FETC 2024 conference. We're having a great time, and we're very excited to introduce. Chris Klein. Now, I didn't ask ahead of time, but I assume that's how it's pronounced. That is correct. I got yes. it. Wonderful. So, Chris, you're with Class VR, correct? That's correct. Yep. Excellent. Would you mind? Give us a little bit about Class VR. We're assuming virtual reality. Yes. But is there more to it than that? Uh, actually, there is. So, uh, Class VR is a product that's been out of the market for about seven years. Great. Um, and it is a blended hardware software offering that we provide. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about why we do it that way. But the interesting thing that what we do is we are 180 degrees polar opposite from any other hardware manufacturer out there in the space. Okay. okay. And I say that not just from a marketing spin perspective. Okay. What Class VR does and what we do exceedingly well is that we focus on if VR and AR, virtual and augmented reality, are going to be used in the classroom, what are the needs of the teachers to be able to do that? Okay. Hardware okay. is one thing, yeah. right? And everyone else has a, what I call, consumer approach to the problem. We're going to build a really good, nice piece of kit, okay. sell it to you, and then send you to the Google Play Store to download an app that's <laughs> going to do the teaching for you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that is a hunt. We, we are... Polar opposite. Do this, 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 and by the way. <laughs> exactly. So what we did is we started actually with the question of if a teacher, and I use the term teacher loosely, if an instructor, if yeah. a person who's facilitating a group interaction yep. wants to use virtual and augmented reality because they understand the benefits, they understand that it hits at an emotional level, they understand that the students remember, the learners remember the context as well as the content. Yeah. So they really focus on wanting to bring that in. What are their needs? What do they need to be able to do this quickly, easily, and seamlessly and not have to have a doctorate in virtual and augmented <laughs> and extended reality to be able to do that? Darn it. I know, I know. This is my next just <laughs> doctorate. I was gonna... <laughs> so we, so what we said, okay, obviously there are certain key elements when you ever talk about hardware design. Sure. And that is if you have a laptop, Teachers learned early on of this cool thing called proximity control. Okay. Okay. Basically means get your butt up from behind your desk. <laughs> and if your kids are on laptops, walk around behind them so that you can see right. what they're working on. Right, right. You how need to move. Exactly. But how do you do that when the lens is eight is an eighth of an inch away from their eyes? Uh, very carefully. Very carefully, exactly. <laughs> so teachers had, but teachers. If they're going to buy into the idea, they have to know that they are protected and safeguarded and they can maintain a level of control and focus and management on the students. So how can we help them do that? And what we did is we started with the software first. Okay. So we built a web-based management platform to allow teachers to be able to easily use virtual and augmented reality resources, meaning 360 pictures. Okay. VR videos. Okay. 3D augmented reality models. A library. A library. Assets that they can use, pick and choose. Exactly. And as part of the software, they get a starter library of about 2,500 pieces of content. Okay. And teachers will sometimes, K-12 teachers will ask, well, is it aligned? Is it correlated? No, because they're just resources. Yeah. If I've got a beating human heart as a 3D model, 
how does that align to anything? Or how many things does it align to? I, that's actually the case. I usually will ask back, how many of you have pulled down maps in your classroom? Are those aligned? Well, no, of course not. They're just resources. That's what we do, right. the same thing. Right. So we provided a, a web-based library accessible by any web browser. Okay. You find the resource you want, you can search for it. You click, drag, and drop it into a playlist. You press the paper airplane icon and it sends the playlist to the headsets, which are consumption appliances. Okay. The students put the headset on. They only have the four things you gave them. Um, That's okay. it. Okay. So it keeps, they're not looking at pyramids when you're trying to teach biology yeah. or anything like that. They can't get off track. They're on the rails with you. Yeah. Exactly. They have a lot of control over what they want to give in the VR environment. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so again, we, that's where we started with class VR. We focus on those three types of content, but we also knew very early on, we didn't want to be the, the choke point of people using different types of content. Okay. And this is sort of the unspoken secret sauce as to why we work in corporate government military higher education etc because not only do we give you that starter library we also deal with root file formats and allow you to bring in your own content upload it so if you've got a 360 image it's a jpeg or a ping okay. you can put it into our portal push it out to the headsets awesome. okay. mp4 for video glb or stl for augmented reality 3d models if you can find it or if you can build it or you can take it or capture it, you can upload it and use it with our headsets. Wow. Okay. So the last part of that whole puzzle was the headset. Yeah. <laughs> so we that, got to this point and, oh, wait. We, <laughs> we could build that too. And we did. Awesome. Okay. So, so that is sort of what the class VR model really is. It's yeah. that platform of having that secured on-again, off-again level of instruction enhancing and engaging the students on your existing curriculum not trying to force feed you with your yeah. with our curriculum that we think you should teach okay you need to know if you're the biology teacher if you're the geography teacher duh, 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 what resources assets you want to go and use exactly yeah. you exactly. need to be the expert you need to pick and choose you need to find the right things that are going to you know show what you're trying to teach right yeah. but you provide a large library of what's already there and then upload whatever you've got Exactly. Make whatever you want to yeah. add in. I really, I really dig that because I think that has been. You know, we we hear conversation about VR and we like it. We're very interested. We we had a friend on the podcast who designs VR games, games, yeah. um, yeah. and uh, much better than we could ever do. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> the thing that I know that's always a hurdle for a lot of teachers is that component of like they often will get kind of a preset things that they can use, and the criticism is usually, well, you know, I can only use. 5% of what right. I've had. So giving more empowering the teachers to be able to bring in what they need in someone's environment is really cool. Who looks at the name brand, you know, video gaming VR console. Yep. Like, how can I make that do what I want it to do? Yeah. Well, do you have an expert? Exactly. <laughs> and it sounds like this is like we could hand this to a teacher. Oh, absolutely. So we, we design everything. I will say this right now. I would not go and buy class VR for me to use at home from an edutainment entertainment perspective. Yeah, sure. That's not what we do at all. Sure. There's yeah. other people that do that extremely well, right. but it's when their square pegs are trying to fit into to the round holes of education that you start to see the big gap. So we took all that in. I mean, uh, and you, being an ed tech, people talk about MDM, mobile device management. Yeah. Well, if you've got a portable device of any kind, which all of VR headset is, it's a mini phone or a mini tablet, 
well, we got to apply our MDM. No, we actually already have that built in. Well, we need to be able to, we need to be able to make sure that we're tracking their web traffic. No, we just didn't put a web browser on there. <laughs> Easy. Well, how do we know about permissions? And if they got Google Play or do they need to have a Facebook account or anything like it? No, the students are unidentified. It's just a consumption appliance. You put it on as an instructional tool for that period of time, take it off, move on with the rest of your content. I can see someone, even in my own life, going, well, but I want to put my blah, blah, blah account or spoon. No, we're yeah. trying to teach. The purpose here is to teach. And one of the things that I think is really tough for educators is navigating SIPA and all these privacy laws about protecting the students in the first place. And it's only Your getting product worse. doesn't need to. Yeah. Just I, I use it. There's no concern. I jokingly say I don't we we don't design for the student. We design for the teacher. Okay. Because right. the school will buy, but if the teacher doesn't buy into it, yep. the student will never touch it. So we have to design with the teacher in mind. And I don't care whether that teacher is just saying, I want to just use this three, 3D model of an emperor penguin because I'm teaching about the Arctic. Right. Fine. You can do that. One thing on your playlist. But if it helps get the students engaged, if it's easy enough for you to just drag, drop, push, okay, put the headset on. Okay, then the next time you come around to something, you're going to maybe do two or three resources, four or five. We're not here to replace everything you're doing. I will quite often say, I don't ever want to walk into a classroom and see 30 students with 30 headsets on for 30 minutes or more. There's not teaching going on at that point. So what's interesting is as we went through, people did come back to us and they said, you know, images, video, 3D models, that's great. That's great. And it fits with what we're doing. Everything from we've got these 3D printers that we don't know what to do with because they're expensive and they jam. And the <laughs> filament, it takes 14 hours to print and one that, thing. That, Just take that GLB or STL file, upload it, and have it in augmented reality instead in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Or uh, I've gone on a field trip, but I always have those students at home that couldn't go on the field trip because they didn't turn in their permission slip or behavior problems or whatever. Well, Take a 360 camera, take those pictures, record that video, bring it back, upload it. Now they can have that same experience. We then looked at, I don't know if you might remember, there's a little thing that happened called COVID. Uh, was that 2020? Yeah, it was around, it was around there. Years ago. Yeah. Out of my brain. Yeah. Well, I always refer to that as a chair tip moment for education. When you lean back on the chair just a little bit too far and you have to catch yourself, and that's what the entire industry had to do. What we found is as a company that manufactured hardware that has to be on the same Wi-Fi subnet as the teacher's device, that doesn't work well in distance learning. What we found is that anyone building anything that goes on a student's face and then gets shared with someone else wasn't happening during that time because we didn't understand how the pandemic was being transmitted and things like that. Yep. Yeah. So we yep. took a step back and said, what are, what are people actually doing? Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was doing Zoom. Everyone hated Zoom. And <laughs> <laughs> why did you know what you're talking about? And, and, but the reason why they hated it was not because of the technology. Technology is actually very things. cool, but they didn't like the camera. The kids didn't like the camera. They didn't want people looking into their homes, seeing what their home life was like. The teachers didn't want, it takes me a long time to get my hair this good. (laughs) So when I'm waking up, rolling out, you know, it's hard for them. But what if we were able to find a way to use virtual reality, what we know about that, 
and still provide a way for students and teachers to interact and engage with each other. We did, and that was our fourth type of content, uh, the edgyverse, okay. the metaverse for education, right. device agnostic, location okay. independent, any device with a web browser. It doesn't have to be an immersive headset because okay. four to seven percent of the population can't do VR anyway yeah. because of astigmatism, vertigo, yeah. visual acuity issues. Exactly. I didn't mean to identify, but I identify. I can't see 3D. So so, so now how can we make sure that you're part of the lesson? Right. The app developer that just threw something up on Google Play and hasn't updated it in 18 months. They're not concerned about that yeah. because that's a consumer play. Right. But we want to make sure everyone gets brought along. Yeah. So we started off with something called Vroom, VR Room, instead of okay. Zoom. Like it. And it that became a free offering to teachers. And it basically allowed for real-time interaction. Students, students and teachers represented as avatars. Shared environment. Voice over IP. Okay. Any browser, any device, anywhere, anytime. Okay. That turned into, well, well let's make this educational. So it turned into something called Avantis World, which was the world's first VR theme park. Oh, okay. Then that turned into what is now the Eduverse, right. which has over 500 explorable scenes okay. that the teacher and students are able to be in at the same time, talking to each other, navigating through trip through time, super science, engaging earth, literacy land, and now mathematics land. Okay. And since we offer a suggested lesson to go along with it all correlated to state standards Aha, wow okay so the assets going back a little while yep pick and choose but now that we're talking some curriculum exactly built it to what it needs to be built towards. they can the go in that all the teachers are using exactly they can awesome. go in and say florida grade five science here's your state standards here's the lessons we have that correlate to that click on it opens in a new browser window teacher says invite Take the QR code, send it out to your class. Everyone can join in an avatar in real time. Be on the bus with Rosa Parks learning about civil rights. Be in the Valley of the Dinosaurs walking through, looking at the brontosaurus and things like that. Okay, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a screen recorded version of this episode. Yes, I need, we're going to need to come back and take a look at this because I need to see this. So, so you are so you just suggested two historical things like oh do we have the pyramids do we have things like that like yeah maybe so, not them so we do have but... the, we do have the pyramids and we are looking at adding in so oh, we have a couple big announcements at the show cool. um, and the first one is we have added in mathematics right so okay. everything from fractions decimals money counting things like that we've got about. 47 new scenes that have been added for mathematics land. Okay. We've also added in another 50 or so scenes for literacy land, talking about spelling, punctuation, grammar, apostrophes, et cetera. But that's on top of what we already had for books, uh, plays, poetry. So you can actually be in with in the scene with Romeo and Juliet. You oh, wow. can um, go into George Orwell 1984. You, so all of that. I'm <laughs> sure I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, super. But in trip through Timeland, I used to be a social studies teacher. Okay. So trip through Timeland, modern world zone. That's where you're going to find Pearl Harbor, World War II, Vietnam War, Korea, civil rights, Rosa Parks. As a matter of fact, we actually have a whole bunch of new content that's coming out um, for Black History Month. Okay. And awesome. that's going to be available for free. So if anyone goes to edgiverse.com, they can click enter the edgiverse, create a free account. They'll have access to all of that to be able to use with whatever hardware they're oh, wow. currently using. Awesome. Um, or take and, home. Or right? take home, exactly. Yeah. Home, whatever, yeah. And, and as a teacher, I can decide, do I want this to be a shared session 
or I can issue a hall pass where you can go in it just by yourself. You can go in your own session just by yourself, same URL, but I don't have to worry about cyberbullying or anything like that when the teacher's not present. Got it. Okay. Got it. So we so, built... so in most cases they might control it. The teacher's present with them in the Edgeverse. Exactly. Uh, being being the protective but also the the instructive presence. Yeah. Yep. And then these hall passes are like, go ahead, do some homework at home. Yeah. Or okay. or any other situation. Or wow. A lot of teachers I've actually found are doing like, here's the hall pass for. I'll go back to the Rosa Parks scene. Here's the hall pass for Rosa Parks for homework tonight. Find three things that you found interesting. Come okay. in, turn that in, and then as a class, let's all go in there together, yeah. visit all these different things, and discuss it as a class. That's yeah. actually super cool. Yeah. So we're really, we're really Why happy we about that. <laughs> <laughs> Edgyverse.com. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll sit on that for a, a second. So Edgyverse.com is where folks are going to get into this metaverse, this, this, this 3D experience. Is it 3D? 3D? Yep. 3D experience for them to use on this, their own time, teaching, instruction, whatever. Classroom VR is both, or Classroom VR, excuse me, is both hardware and software. We need yes. the headsets. Yes. So, so the, the, the edge of verse, go home, start today, tomorrow. Teachers correct. can do that right correct. now. Class VR is something we need to get set up. Yeah, there's a whole other piece of the component of the management of the hardware. Got it. Now, what we are doing is we are mirroring the libraries sure. of content mm -hmm. back and forth as much as possible. And okay. we are looking at bringing our more of our static VR 360 image, VR video, 3D model, bringing that over into an avatar-based eduverse approach. But the way you, the, the interactions are slightly different. So if I have a VR headset on and I launch one of those 3D models, I can hold one of our augmented reality cubes and actually hold it in my hand no. and look at it. Yeah. No. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh and I are big nerds. Yeah, we're gamers. Yes. We like the VR world as well. The, the like so I'm I'm nerding out a little Sorry. bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, that that it's fun. I mean, this is it's fun what I get to yeah, do. Yeah. But then if you do that though in a multi-user online environment, how can you how does that work there? So what we've had what we've actually done is we've taken that same 3D model of the human heart. But instead of holding it with our augmented reality cube, now it appears as if you're in a museum where it's in the center and the avatars are able to walk around it. So it's a shared environment then. So we're always having to kind of think about what's the delivery model here. Yeah. And we have some schools that are in blended, some schools that are just VR headsets, some schools that have no VR headsets at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like how you guys are kind of, if I can find a theme that happens through everything you're commenting on, creatively solving solutions by just finding simple answers like right. so many people make it overcomplicated. you're yeah. like well we can't turn it okay fine people will turn exactly will, will yeah. it's super cool that's yeah. awesome oh let's make a whole new software technology hardware to fix this problem no uh, there's an easier way to do this right and it's yeah. gonna work um edgiverse like i was saying teachers could start tomorrow mm -hmm. Sounds like class VR, we need the district involved at some level, or could a, yeah. could a teacher buy one or five themselves? So we sell we, we sell in sets of eight and okay. carts of 30 okay. because we do truly believe that class VR really sort of steps it up. If, if you're just looking for a single, let, let's say you're higher ed or something like that, you, there are always going to be what I call auto show manufacturers, <laughs> the ones that want to sell that concept vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And we want to be the Toyota Corolla that works for 95% of the audience, 95% <laughs> of the time, 
it, it's it's how we're going to get out there to the masses make it simple make it easy if you want to do something with a wired headset going to a rack of servers that is incredibly high power go for it that's great that's not us that's not right us. right right so we we sell in sets of eight or kits of 40 or, or i'm sorry sets of eight or carts of 30 yeah. um we try to make it as simple as possible but because of the way we leverage things such as uh some ip protocols uh urls need to be whitelisted it needs I, to be involved they do yeah, the i'm only, hearing it already like, the oh, only no. time i've ever seen now i will say this thing. no it, it's they should be involved right usually the decision happens from the curriculum side of the house Right. But the sign-off has to happen yeah, sign from the technology side of the house. Yep. And one of the biggest sticking factors of all is a very easy conversation where this needs to be on the same subnet Wi-Fi, the same Wi-Fi subnet as the teacher device. Yeah. And it kicks back, whoa, student devices are on a separate network. We run that because we've yeah. got different filters and things like yeah. that. And that's when we fall back on, we have no web browser. We have no access to the Google Play Store. Yeah. There's no outbound traffic. We the students safe. They're not exactly. going to do anything on that network. Right. Your All yeah. they do is they consume the content yeah. the teacher already put out there. When you have oh. that brief explanation, the IT department say, oh, yeah, it's like a network copier. That's fine. We'll put it on there. Yeah. <laughs> but if they don't and a teacher just goes and acquires it through donors choose or through a grant or sure. whatever sure. and they bring it back in, then the IT department may or may not pull the not on my network and so i would rather have the conversation up front because it's not a difficult conversation but it could really be a blocker if you if you partner from the front end you can just get to teaching sooner exactly that makes sense yep that's awesome so class vr get in touch with your folks at your districts to bring that tool to the school absolutely theedgeverse.com uh-huh Get on there, get started. Exactly. Make a free account. Yep. Get going. Okay. Upper right hand corner, enter the Edgiverse, ask you some basic information, log in, have access to our showcase zones, ability to invite in up to three other users with you. So you see what that looks like. You can take a look at what the teach, a sample teacher notes and student notes. All that's already there for you. And then a pay up, uh, you know, for more and more features, more time, all that later on. Great. That's what we want to know. Like we are looking to make sure teachers can take this amazing idea, this amazing tool. And get started tomorrow. We want yeah. them to pick it up and try it. And and I'll I'll even be a little bit more transparent. Six ninety nine per school, okay. and all the teachers have access cool. to the entire Eduverse on all of their hardware. One flat rate. A one flat rate per school. That there you go. Okay, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time with us, sharing these stories, but also sharing how Class VR is developing, all the opportunities that are coming out of it. Getting Josh and I interested in wanting yes, to do it ourselves. <laughs> Come on down and play, guys. Come on down and play. Amazing. And I uh, really hope you have a good rest of the conference, folks. Keep coming around and learning what is awesome about classroom VR and what you're doing. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for what you're doing also. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Sure thing. Thank you. I think so far today for me, though, you said, like, what, what, are, we, what are we learning? What are we taking away? A big win was sitting down into an Adobe Express oh, yeah. session, not expecting much. No offense. I don't know. We've both used Adobe Express, Adobe Spark before. It's pretty simple. Josh yeah, is a tools. huge Canva nerd. What? No. We like Canva. Canva's I mean, it's not like we did a whole extravaganza. Yeah, episode 100. Yeah, episode 100. Um, but all that aside, we sat down. We're going to give it a fair chance. We're enjoying the conversation. We're enjoying the presenters. It's great. 
And then they showed a feature where just like, oh yeah, duh, that's why we're here. You can do voiceover recordings straight into Adobe Express and it will animate like a, a an emoji or like an yeah. emoji or whatever those are. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like a character. I mean, it's, it's a, a digital yeah. avatar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. emojis are some options, but there are actual characters. There are people that you can animate. I think this is cool because like Will and I are doing some more work in learning and development and stuff, and any place we can find shortcuts to animation of things excites oh, me because I hate doing that. Yes. Um, so yes. like that's I'm excited about that concept and excited about that cool idea. So we were playing around with it. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube. Uh, you can go look at our YouTube and check that out. Will and I made one real quick. Uh, yep. The high tech robot, as I called him. Uh, beep boop 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 beep 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 bop. This is the high tech robot. JK, uh, did you guys know that you could create a animated avatar with Adobe Express just by recording audio in the default app? <laughs> um, I think, I'm personally, personally, I think it's possibly some of the best acting that you'll ever see. There you go. That's he just, showed up. It's my hot take. The high-tech robot yeah. knows how to do. Exactly. So um, you want to check that out on our YouTube. We, we released a short while we're here at Fetzi. That's something that happened live while we're here. Not what we'll talk about earlier. In 2024. In 2024. This that year. happened this year. So if, you, if you're watching this hey, later, I could like, not sleep tonight and put this up by tomorrow. Yeah, I exactly. Like, I don't think that's the point. But. Yes, we're in the classroom, and we're doing a great job with this thing here. <laughs> <laughs>